Hello, uh, <clears throat> welcome to the Mr. G podcast. Today is Saturday, January 20th, just after five minutes past noon, here coming to you from Honolulu, Hawaii, on the outskirts of Chinatown. Today, we're going to talk about a movie I saw last night, Taking Peckham 123 from 1974. I thought it was a great movie. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, then we'll briefly shout out our prayers uh, to everybody on the mainland United States, where the temperatures, they're suffering an Arctic blast. And there's 60 people so far, as far as the death toll of people that have frozen. Uh, so we'll shout out them. A good friend of mine, Melissa, her husband was in a, a, a pretty serious car accident. Um, somebody pulled out in front of them, but also it had a lot to do with the wet roads and the snowy, icy conditions throughout the mainland United States. The only place where it's even in the 60s or above 70 is South Florida or South Florida or Southern California or Honolulu, Hawaii, the whole state of Hawaii. And that's one of the reasons I've been here so long. That's one of the reasons I've lived here 11 years is because I don't like cold weather at all. Um, also, today we'll talk about uh, the Boston Celtics. They lost their first game at home last night against the Denver Nuggets, the world champs. Uh, once again, the NBA season will not see an undefeated home team. It's never happened before. The Celtics were previously undefeated at home. Boston TD Garden, very hard place to play, very loud and rowdy fans. Uh, but they lost last night on Saturday night. And so they can still tie for the best home record in NBA history. Uh, they can share it with two other teams. I'll let you know who those two teams are. Uh, coming up here at the end of the podcast. Do you know who has the best home record in NBA history? I do, uh, but you got to wait to find out. Um, so uh, last night, taking Peckham one, two, three, I only see a few movies each year. Last year, I took my girlfriend to the movies three times. Two out of the three movies were pff, not very good. Uh, one movie that I did really enjoy was The Exorcist, which we saw around Halloween. Um, that movie was also from the 70s. It's got to be one of the best movies of that decade, as well as the movie I saw last night, Taking Peckham 1, 2, 3. There was a remake done uh, with John Travolta and Denzel Washington. I think I may have seen parts of that film, uh, but it wasn't anything compared to the original. Um, I, uh, the reasons I liked the film, the 1974 film I saw last night, was it was done 50 years ago. 1974 was 50 years ago. So everybody in that, that's what drew, drew me into the picture. I don't normally watch movies, but the one reason I did last night is because I wasn't feeling YouTube and I put on Amazon Prime. I'm like, oh, look at this movie from 1974. I've heard of it. Let's take a look. And <clears throat> it was a famous movie. Um, the first thing I noticed was, like I said, it was 50 years old. So everybody in the movie all the extras, all the big parts, all the small parts, they're either 50 years older or they're no longer here on this planet. Uh, so that's really fascinating. That's something that I uh, got me into old movies even when I was a teenager. Uh, Turner Classic Movies was my favorite uh, cable station, which came out in 1994. But even that, before that, they had special late night programs on Turner uh, stations where they would play uh, old movies and I'd look at all the people all the actors all the extras and realize that none of them were around anymore and that was in 1994 1994 was 30 years ago 1974 was 50 years ago so if I'm watching that in 1994 that would be equivalent now 
to watching a movie that's from 2004. If I was watching that 1974 movie in 1994, 20 years old, it would be equivalent now. But hey, that's that's life. That's time. And um, the dialogue in Peckham, taking Peckham one, two, three was outstanding. The acting was great, uh, led by the number one good guy, the detective Walter Matthau, a famous actor. Uh, also, uh, Jerry Stiller was in the movie. He didn't have a huge role, but he was the sidekick to Walter Matthau. The bad guys in the movie uh, was really interesting. I noticed that each of the bad guys, they didn't doing the heist. They were, uh, the, the point of the movie is they uh, hijack a New York City uh, cable car, uh, subway car, and they take the passengers hostage and they say they want $1 million in cash. And um, all the bad guys don't even know each other and they all have names like Mr. White, Mr. Blue, Mr. Gray. And I originally saw that in, Quentin Tarantino's film Reservoir Dogs and after seeing last night's film I saw oh he was paying homage to this great film from the 1970s it has a great music a great soundtrack and it's got to be one of the best movies of that decade um, like I said it initially uh, drew me in because of you know watching the characters I even paused on the credits and looked up some of the actors in the minor roles and some of the ones that had the major roles. And I looked up uh, newspaper articles about the film. Apparently it was pretty controversial when it came out. And I could see that now, if it came out now, it'd be controversial for different reasons. If it came out now, it'd be controversial because it takes, sometimes it took like stereotypes and made jokes out of them, which was okay for the time in 1974, but you probably couldn't get away with it now. But in 1974, the movie was controversial because they say it was at the height of the, uh, hijacking uh, golden air where a bunch of planes were like hijacked every day it seemed like a new plane was getting hijacked and they even make reference to that in the movie they say um, to the bad guys hijacking the the subway car they're like why aren't you guys hijacking planes and then they're like because we're afraid of heights uh, they, they make a lot of small jokes in that movie but it works normally those come off as corny especially in action movies and Peck, taking Peckham one, two, three is an action movie, but it's so well done and well made. And even the smaller roles, like the extras and the hostages, they, uh, and the hostages was each like stereotype. If you look at the credits, it says like gay guy, uh, prostitute or hooker. You know, it has like little pet name, jokingly names for each of them. There was an old Jewish guy in the movie I really liked. And he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> He, he, he just reminded me, he kept on saying Yiddish phrases. He's reminded me a lot of old Jewish people that I've known. And uh, he was like, how much are you getting for us? You know, and the bad guy's like, what's it to you? And then the Jewish hostage's like, oh, a man likes to know his worth, you know? And uh, it was just uh, a great movie. Uh, it's probably one of the best top 10 movies I've seen of all time. And um, I, I really liked it a lot. Um, it was a jo Jacob, Joseph Sargent film from 1974. Uh, definitely uh, to check it out. All right. So uh, in, like I said earlier, in the mainland United States, they're having a huge freeze Arctic blast, which happens this time of year. Uh, one of the reasons I moved to Hawaii, one of the reasons I've lived here 11 years is because I do not like cold weather at all. And that Arctic air in Texas, even it lasts February, March, and during those winters, I would just wait and count the days until it got warmer. So I'm very blessed, very grateful to be in Hawaii. Uh, like I said, 60 people have lost their lives and 
prayers go out to them, as well as my friend Melissa's husband, Mike, uh, who was in a serious car accident and is in the hospital. Uh, she recently lost her niece, Aura, to uh, kidney cancer. And, she, and uh, Aura was a really great shining light, only 10 or 11 years old. And uh, uh, it's a great name as well. My girlfriend painted a uh, picture for her with the Aurora Borealis. And that was her make-a-wish dream, too, was to see the Aurora Borealis, uh, what she was named after. Uh, so, yeah, it just reminds us to uh, be kinder to our neighbors, including myself, and um, learn to fly around the clouds because it's a miracle that we're even on a speck of dust in the corner of the Milky Way flying around a rock going a million miles per hour. It's a miracle that... Uh, each of us on this planet had a father and each of us had this mother and each of us had a father's single sperm that found that egg out of the trillions of sperm that could have found that egg out of the trillions of combinations of humans that could have existed. We exist. I exist. You exist. And that's a miracle. And that's something uh, that we should all appreciate and uh, not take for granted. So other big news stories today, uh, Alec Baldwin uh, has been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Alec Baldwin is, reminds me of a type of person that a lot of people do not like um, and a lot of people cheer for their downfall. And he is um, se seemingly arrogant and maybe that has to do with a lot of the characters that he's played. He's also a great actor as well. Uh, somebody like that is like somebody that I would like usually be friends with. Like if I was in a class or at a job working in an office or comes to mind working on a farm and somebody uh, there was somebody once I worked on a farm and some this this young person came to the farm and he said his name was Jazz his name really wasn't Jazz but that's what he told people to call him and he would walk around and he was a total hipster and wore like a a, a, a jean jacket and he'd walk around snapping like da, 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 da. hey buddy, buddy and he was from a really wealthy family in Homer Alaska and when Jazz got there, all the other people on the farm was like young college age people. And I, I was the farm manager and kind of the leader, uh, but they didn't like Jazz or Jazz's vibe. And everybody like gave him a hard time. And uh, I felt bad for him, but I still gave him a chance. I was, uh, his, tried to be his friend and, and he never upset me. And I've, I've done that with like a lot of people, um, like the people that are uh, not given a chance or rub people the wrong way. So Alec Baldwin is somebody that I see like that. A lot of people dislike him and uh, he is very arrogant, uh, seemingly, like I said. Uh, one thing that I do like about Alec Baldwin, he's a great actor. Also, um, he does a radio show on NPR. Like I, I'm not big into movies or anything, but I would listen to his radio show when I was listening to classical music every day. And he has a, a nationally syndicated radio show that plays uh, and talks about classical music. And he has a great voice and does a great job for that program. Uh, he was continuing doing the program during the investigation. I don't know if he'll continue doing it now that he's uh, been indicted by a grand jury. <clears throat> but, um, you know, you don't want to cheer for people's downfall unless they're like impeding your progress. Then, yeah, maybe like you or you want to hope that they win the lottery and move away or something. But it's never good to be like, yay, somebody's you know, that I don't like is in trouble or yay, somebody like, that's not a good uh, method for success, right? Uh, the only person you want to compete with or compare yourself with is to who you were yesterday, not to who anybody else is today. Um, so 
you know, as far as the crime goes, it seems like the, the little that I've looked into it, there was um, obvious negligence. Um, I, I saw something for a few months, Alec Baldwin was saying he didn't pull the trigger and the gun just went off and the person that handed him the gun, like the prop girl should be the one that's charged. Uh, but no, they decided to charge Alec Baldwin. I don't know if they're charging the other person. And it seems like they've done so much thorough investigation on this. There might be something else, like maybe he did try to make a joke or do or try to scare somebody and it didn't go right. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like for some reason. Camera went off. 